0: <laughs> welcome to another episode of Unsolicited Advice. I'm David Zafra. I also have our other co-host. Brittany Bren. And uh, we have a guest today.
1: Erica Oberbauer.
0: Awesome. Thanks for coming to do the podcast today. You're welcome. Uh, I know you from improv.
1: Yes. How long yes. have you been
0: doing improv for now? Um,
1: Only about, I guess, like seven or eight months now. It's been since June, I guess. So, yeah.
0: That looks very new.
1: Yeah, it is pretty new. For are me. you
0: Are you trying to join a team?
1: I am. I'm like dying to be on a team. (laughs) And um, with the Cornerstone class that I met you in, I did another workshop before that. And we did this form called a slacker right and um we formed a slacker team so i i'm officially on a team now so yeah i'm really stoked about that That's so and cool. then um some of my other classmates wanted to start another team so i'm pretty From stoked the class now that we
0: were just in or a different From a different class, different class. yeah But okay. well, we
1: actually started another one without you and just left you out purposely so. <laughs> i would have been so yeah. sad if i was like
2: let everybody like yeah, <laughs> I don't we let cool that guy david other. in the group <laughs> are you um, on a team again because your previous team had My
0: previous team is dead. Yeah, they went separate ways. They all went separate ways. Uh, To heaven. Uh, Exactly. Yes. (laughs) I'll see them in the afterlife, I suppose. (laughs) They died in a
1: car crash on the I-5 while FaceTiming their mom.
0: Exactly. That's a reference to something we didn't talk about on the podcast. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, Yeah, no, I'm not on a team right now. I'm trying to figure out how people go about, like, I guess you were able to start a team by taking a class, but I've taken a couple classes so far. And have not had luck so it's it's tough out there it's hard I guess in these just streets
1: making people aware that you want to join one or that you want to be more involved is oh. probably the ticket
2: <laughs> so he's never going to be on a team then.
0: <laughs> <Never> <laughs> again unless i have like extremely yeah i don't know I, I i think the reason i even started one was because the people that i was in a team with were people that i was in like 101 all the way to level five with so mm-hmm. that's just it's hard to I'm not gonna take all five classes again, just in <laughs> hopes that I'll be able to join any. new to team. To become popular, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, have you actually like gone on stage and performed with like a team already, or?
1: Um, only well. With my leveled class, we mm-hmm. have so I tonight was actually our level four class, so oh. I ditched it to hang out with you guys. <laughs> Thank oh, that's you. So nice. And we had a few performances. I think we had three on stage performances for that one, and then we had class performances through the other uh, levels. Um, so I've performed a few times, and I, I don't get as nervous anymore, which is a pretty big thing. So nice. It's it's getting to be more comfortable and just being able to say whatever and not really care about it.
0: Do you feel pretty comfortable with the people that you're in a team with right now?
1: For the most part, for the yeah. most part. There's definitely occasions where there's an individual that makes things very challenging. I've been but there. But I think it definitely makes me a better improviser because of it. OK. Um, so it, it can be frustrating sometimes, but I think it's pretty good for the most part.
0: Yeah, I kind of just jumped into a level. I think it was a level five at FCI. It was the, the Herald mm-hmm. class. And so I didn't really know. Like these people had all taken classes with each other right. in the past, and I was just kind of in there. And I was like, when when my, my brother and, and my friend came to see me, they were like, "You look miserable," <laughs> as I was just like, I couldn't click with anybody. I just wasn't feeling it at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it, it can be kind of tough yeah, out there. Yeah, that would be tiring. hard.
1: It's definitely like one of those little like clicky environments, I think.
0: Yeah, it can be. Maybe not intentionally, but it's just yeah. like you start to get in a like rhythm with people that you play right. with a lot, and I think that could probably have something to do with it. What would you say to somebody like Brittany, for example, that refuses to try improv? Like, do you have, like, a sales pitch?
2: (laughs) Um, Well,
1: what are your reasons for not wanting to do it if you've heard multiple times that people told you you should do it?
2: I don't want to be embarrassed.
1: That's the whole, like, (laughs) it helps you get over your fear. Like, one of the reasons that I wanted to do it is just because it kind of makes you be more bold and brave and... You, you say dumb shit and like you get over it and it, then it makes my fear of people's judgments, it minimizes it a little bit so then I care less about what people are thinking me of me because I'm just like, oh, that's that goofy tall girl or whatever and um, it's just, it doesn't really matter as much anymore.
2: Yeah. yeah, I remember when he, before either of us, well, I don't do it, but before David did improv, we had talked about doing improv and we both sort of had the same reservation with it where he doesn't like to look ridiculous or silly and
0: i guess you've gotten over that a little bit a little bit i mean definitely more than i was before yeah i mean i think there's a lot of things that i've done in like recent like in the last like maybe like two years or something like that that i wouldn't have done at all if i had just been like when i'm in my stand-up time i was so much more reserved than i am now and in improv I can definitely like if I'm in a class and there's something that I'm uncomfortable with. There's a ton of stuff that I was uncomfortable with in like the workshop that that me and Erica just did. But i just like I've been doing it enough that I'm just like it doesn't it's whatever, it doesn't matter. But yeah. little things throughout, obviously I'm still like fucking awkward as shit. Like that hasn't gone away at all. But Well
1: I feel like it's more of a way of embracing the awkward. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm fucking weird and I'm gonna own it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in some ways, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe to you it's not, it, it would be a more subtle thing, but I like, like I remember when I went to uh, uh, we went to like this bar after Pride, and I had my friend Fran uh, hanging out with us that night, and so we were like basically doing like almost like a game that we've done in class before where like somebody does something physical and you imitate it he was just doing like ridiculous dance moves and I was just like copying all of his dance moves which is like a thing that I would never fucking do ever like maybe like three years ago Yeah. you know, it's just like it's easy to get into the mindset of like I'm just going to say fuck it and just do this ridiculous thing and it's not going to matter
2: I will say to my defense that I did try and get the diversity scholarship for being a woman and I never (laughs) heard back so I tried to take a class for free
0: Yeah. and it didn't but I've out. sent you emails like or messages multiple times for like a free intro to improv class. I think
2: one time you did.
0: I think it's been at least twice. I'll start
2: sending them to you too. <laughs> okay, yeah. <it> just, <laughs> please bombard
0: you. me with them. Yes.
2: It's a commitment. I, it's
1: am I'm gonna make commitment.
2: a commitment right now that I will go to one of them. Okay. All right. Do it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever made that commitment let's, before.
1: Let's put a time frame on it too, because you could say like I'll do it in my lifetime, or you'll do it this month, or you'll do it in the next three months.
2: I'm not gonna do it this month because I'm, I'm I have a lot. I'm moving, I'm moving, that's true. So there's a lot going on already. I will do it within the next three months.
0: Well, we'll see if we can get an update on this podcast then by then, (laughs) we might forget about it. No,
2: you won't, I don't think you'll forget about it. I might not forget about it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. So we usually ask people if you have any advice that you've sort of lived your life by or advice that you've been thinking about and kind of living by lately or you think is good advice.
1: Um. Mostly just being honest, I think I used to be like a little punk-ass ruffian kid when I was younger and I used to like steal things and stuff and then eventually I came to a point where I was like, this is a bad idea, I I feel really shitty when I feel guilty of something and then I was like, wait a minute, maybe
0: I shouldn't do bad things. And...
1: So just like being an honest person and following the rules mostly, like that's mostly what I do.
0: When, when did that revelation come about? When
1: I was like 21 or something. Oh
0: wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was late. Late that's the game. people yeah. learn
1: when they're like 11. Did something
2: happen? Did you get in trouble? Or? I
1: almost got in trouble and like almost got fired from this job. Oh, what happened? It was, I had stolen something and I remember they had called me and said, do you know anything about like this transaction? And um, and I was like, no, I think so and so was working that day. So Ooh. I totally like, I, didn't, I didn't directly say that they did it, but I like kind of threw someone under the bus and they didn't work there much longer
0: afterwards. <gasps> <gasps> oh shit <laughs> <laughs> And so you didn't get I'm
1: still guilty about it.
0: <laughs> did you get caught for that? No. Oh shit. But so I you're definitely, just
1: you're like, guilt. like yeah, it was like this guilt in my head.
2: Do you know what that person's up to now? Did they move on to bigger and better things? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then conversely, is there any advice that you hear a lot that you think is really bad advice? Um,
1: gosh, really bad advice. I guess when people just are like, get over it. It wasn't a big deal. Or like minimizing someone's feelings or something. But. Yeah.
0: There's a lot of general advice that you see online about stuff like that really annoying um and i can't think of examples like that but i i just know people uh especially scrolling through like instagram and stuff people will like try to be deep by saying some stuff about like oh just think about positive things instead of negative things and that's like will yeah. make your life better and all this stuff yeah it's, like, if you were okay before them you'll be okay after them
2: <laughs> like all right okay oh, and,
1: yeah in regards to relationships yeah i guess i do kind of end up i'll tell someone what works for me in a situation like that but then i don't I don't want to feel like I'm preaching to them or something. And so I um, end up, I, I mean, I guess I kind of ask afterwards, like, oh, you know, this works for me, but it might not be the same for you. But hopefully yeah. that's helpful.
0: I definitely feel that way when people ask like marriage advice, because I'm married, they'll they'll say that and I'll be like, don't listen to anything that people say because like a relationship is not a thing like fits every Every, every person. Yeah, Everybody's going to have a different way of interacting in a relationship and stuff like that. You can't just be like, this is the key to marriage. Yeah, like, definitely. Happy yeah. wife, happy life. All that. <laughs> oh my like. God,
2: yeah. I mean, all you can really do is speak to you. And if people want to listen to that, then...
0: And that's definitely what we're going to do on this podcast today. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, also, I was going to say, so I was looking up this whole time, advice questions from Legitimate Columns um, and then I remembered that Yahoo Answers existed. And you're looking, conf- do you know what I'm
0: talking about? You're, so, did you look? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's yeah. where you got your questions from? Uh, some of them, <laughs> yes. So, people ask for advice through Yahoo Answers? Oh, yeah. Huh. It's bad. That sounds very interesting.
1: I would think that Craigslist would be a really good source for oh, this. Oh, maybe.
0: I never thought or about that. I think
1: before. you'd find interesting content for sure.
2: <laughs> maybe, yes.
0: Yeah, I guess we wanna find like the absurd ones though.
2: Yeah, the person. I'm trying to to dive deep
0: into some real shit also.
2: Okay, well (laughs) do you want an example of a Yahoo answers
0: advice column question? Yeah.
2: Okay. (laughs) It says sometimes when I go down on a woman for oral sex, I taste crunchy bits. Is being a man not complaining and just eat it anyways?
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Um, (laughs) I don't think that's normal. So I guess, is this happening to him very frequently?
2: I would imagine, because he says sometimes.
0: Sometimes. Sometimes. I think there's something up with his mouth and not necessarily the person. You think it's his mouth? Because. If this happens to multiple. If it happens that often, like what could happen? Sometimes
2: when I go down on a woman, I taste crunchy bits. Maybe I. uh, imagined it was the same woman. That's what I would think,
0: too. Oh, okay. Well, it made it seem like he had multiple encounters of, like, everybody that he went down on. Had, I like, don't
2: know of anything, like, any disease yeah. or issue that would cause crunchy bits, though. I I would
1: just... I don't know. I I would imagine... It's probably, like, little pieces of toilet paper
2: fragments. Right? Like yeah, yeah. Dried.
0: Yeah, that's pretty... Yeah, so if if it's just one person, then that's definitely... An issue that. Or maybe she is has isolated. pubic hair
2: and there's clumps of yeah. vaginal yeah. discharge I in her pubic don't hair. I don't think
1: it would be too far to be like, hey, could you go wipe that down or yeah. something? Yeah, no, maybe.
0: Because
1: <laughs> I would definitely like, I mean, if I was going down on a dude and he smelled like really raunchy, I'd be like, oh yeah, go clean that shit up.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to enjoy it's this. Big. Perhaps shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so maybe ask her to shower. Maybe if that's not the issue, then she should see a doctor, perhaps. <laughs>
0: I and would yeah. If it's one person, I would definitely say that's the case. If he's had this experience across the board, then he needs to see a dentist. <laughs> yeah, something's up, but it's not. <laughs> and maybe, then
1: maybe he should stop eating like homeless girls' pussy. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: it's probably <laughs> accurate.
0: Oh, don't kink shame. Right? We're not. We don't support <laughs> yeah. that on this podcast. Sorry, but
2: you know what? If all else fails, then yes, yeah, so a part of being a man is just sucking it up, eating it anyway. Yeah, yeah.
0: I would agree that that's the case. Is sometimes you just have to. Not complain. Happy
2: wife, happy wife.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> then it could make the person feel uncomfortable, and that's not a thing that you want to do. No. Which is not the same advice I'd give to a woman, but if you're a dude, just suck it up. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Crunchy bits and all. <laughs> yeah.
1: I would definitely just think, like, just be honest about it again. Back well, there to you
2: the go. Yeah. And, like, yeah. how are they
1: going to know you're uncomfortable or that you don't like it if you're not telling them, I don't like this.
2: Maybe he's like, whoa, is this just how all vaginas are?
0: Yeah. I used Maybe. to have a joke about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Did I ever tell you I had sex with a guy once who had uh, two pee holes? No. <laughs> You're looking at me like that's yeah, not true.
1: I'm def- definitely giving you some weird it's
2: eyes. It's 100% true. Okay, here's what happened though. He was like, he was the third person I ever had sex with. So I had sex with the first person I had sex with, long time we were together for a while. Then I had sex with the second person just once, and then this person. So I had only, this is the third penis I've ever seen. And I remember giving him a head and thinking, what the fuck? Because there were two clearly defined pee holes. (laughs) And then I remember thinking in my brain, like, I'm going to ask him about this because I feel like it's just something to be like, Oh whoa, what's up with that? And then I convinced myself. Like I was like, what if it's weird that I'm asking him that and maybe like I'm wrong and maybe they all
0: you They're know all like
2: that? Yeah, maybe. you just convince yourself that it's you. And I was like, so I'm not going to ask. You maybe never it was did? The no. Old piercing or something. Well, I actually looked it up and I uh, I saw that it's sort of common because you um I guess sometimes in the womb, you start to develop one urethra and something goes wrong or something. So then your body just kind of starts over and makes a real one. So you sometimes have two pee holes and then sometimes you pee out of both
0: there. That's so strange. That was your next question. But you never it? confirmed, no. right? No. So I could message him now. <gasps> message him right now. I, I could fine. message him now. He will.
2: Dude, this was like 10 years ago. And this guy will occasionally message me and be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, are you for real? <laughs> I have not seen him in 10 years, but I should message him and be like, I've always wanted to ask you this. You should definitely do that. Should I?
0: Yes, do so that we can right find now. out on oh, the podcast.
2: Oh, no. I'm, okay. Okay. <laughs> There, there's no way we can continue this podcast with that mystery because that's not. How do I? How do I go about it? I feel should like, I be like, "Hey, can I ask you a question?"
0: Yeah, I guess you can do that.
2: What should, Well, what else?
0: I mean, I would. I would just say, "Do you have two feels?" But I guess maybe trying to like. I don't want to be indelicate. Bit. No, yeah. you're right. You're right. Indel- ask Ask in a nicer way than I suggested. He
2: is just like. Because we
0: we don't know. Like, you are assuming that that's what he had. But maybe, like you said, it could have been, like, some kind of injury. It could have been so many things because I feel like I've never...
1: You could make something up and be like, I'm taking a biology class right now for my nursing
2: degree. And uh, and, uh, I remember... (laughs) No, to be like, I'm talking
0: about you on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, be honest.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Honestly, this is something that I have always wanted to know.
0: This will solve... Yeah, if you plant that seed in our heads, we'll forever wonder the same thing because that's such an absurd, weird thing. I feel like I would have met some people that have two holes by now if it was a common thing because guys talk about their dicks a lot. Maybe so.
1: if someone... Is he from San Diego? Yeah. Maybe if someone listens to this podcast, they'll be like, I know that dick.
0: It's possible.
2: <laughs>
0: it's possible. I remember possible. that dick. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that so much. If any listeners of our podcast... Know this person, please message us. This Mess- is
2: going to solve a 10 year <laughs> mystery for me, you guys. You guys are helping me. This is closure.
0: Yeah, this is important to have closure. I
2: put together my own puzzle pieces, but.
0: You did, and you could have made possibly made several assumptions that weren't real, but let's find out.
2: Okay, hopefully for, he writes sure me no. back while we're speaking. That'd
0: be great, and if not, we'll just have to do an update on the next okay. episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's see, this one's kind of long. Um, says, uh, <clears throat> my girlfriend's older sister, Pam, is a terrible person who literally keeps having children so that the rest of the family will financially support her. She has admitted to this. She mm-hmm. smokes and drinks while pregnant, abandons the kids once she has them, gives them to family members, and then periodically drops in to claim them again and get money to treat them like accessories. If she is sent diapers, etc., she sells them. Pam embraces a very woe-is-me narrative, even though she is fully supported and has been given countless opportunities. Her children range from being only weeks old to being three years old. I don't understand how the the, the age range works, but okay. She can not have that many. Some of them must, maybe twins, maybe? Is there some twins in here? (laughs) Uh, Here's the problem. I'm getting married in three months, and we have to invite her. It's a small event. Only 30 people are coming, and it's a tiny room at a high-end restaurant. I can't imagine spending an evening with... Uh, four babies we uh, sent Pam an invitation with no plus ones and dropped some hints that no kids can come. She then mentioned a few days ago that she 's going to bring her kids when we told her flat out that she can 't bring her kids to the wedding she said we 'll see about that and yeah. then restated that the kids can 't come and she rolled her eyes. I already know that this uh a uh, woman is going to show up with her babies. When she does, can I say something along the lines of sorry, but we're not equipped to handle four little ones. Would you mind going home, and we'll celebrate another time? Her whole family enables her, and there's nothing I can do about that, but I don't want to want her ruining our wedding night by bringing her kids, making the whole event about her, and acting like she's some poor put-upon victim. I don't have a problem standing up to her, but turning away a woman with four tiny children sounds heartless and will probably look heartless, too. What should I do?
2: I would have, okay. First of all, I hate when people are like, but I have to invite her. No, you don't. You don't have to. But okay, you did. That's nice. If she's straight up telling you, I'm ignoring the tons of people who are not in situations where you're a shit bag and are having kids for money have weddings that are no kid weddings. Yeah. Right. Just for whatever reason, obvious reasons. So if she's blatantly telling you, like, uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to listen to you, then straight up at that point, I would be like, then do not come to my wedding. Like, you're uninvited. And I think that's completely warranted if she's going against your wishes on what is your day, you know.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that you should never think like, oh, I have to invite this person. And I know a lot of people get into that pattern with their families paying for the weddings and then they have to invite like the family's relatives and friends and stuff like that. But it's your wedding. You should be able to say no and not invite that person. And if you already said don't bring them, it sounds like two or three times. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I would maybe tell like. The maitre d' or something like, don't let this woman in here. If yeah. you can't stand up to her yourself,
2: yeah, exactly. I wouldn't wait for her to show up at the wedding. I would be like, then do not
0: come. Yeah, yeah, why would
1: you invite them in the first place? It's not like you you don't have to spend time with these people.
0: No, and and also, but the I think this is the it says my girlfriend's older sister. So at that point, I think it's the girlfriend's responsibility also to tell her sister something. Right. You can't, it's it's they probably have a little bit more power in that situation. So, I mean, if this is something that's really important, then I think the significant other has to get involved and be like, hey, this is something that I don't want Yeah, very true. It would probably come
1: better from the relative, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That also doesn't make sense to me that you keep having kids so people will financially support you because kids cost a lot of money. They
0: do. I was just talking about this today. So... (laughs) There
2: has to be more to the story. Yeah. How does that make your financial situation better?
0: Maybe because she doesn't work or something, she can collect like, like welfare checks, welfare or and things like that. Right. Like but other does that more than make stuff. up
2: for the cost of the child? Well,
0: it seems like the family's helping oh, out with the Oh, I kids. see. So, so they're taking the kid. Yeah, okay, okay. I can kind of see how this could work out because I have had um, a similar situation with my two nieces who are now my adopted sisters, but the people that were taking care of them before that were kind of in a similar situation. Uh, so I don't know. It's tough. People are weird, man. Yeah. They're fucked up. That's really yeah. sad
1: about the children in general. But oh yeah, fuck for that sure. Lady. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean I don't know. Oh man, that's so tough.
2: <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. He was active a day ago. What did you say? He, the guy that I messaged. Oh, he okay. was active a day ago.
0: <laughs> so not very frequently then.
2: Yeah. Okay, this question is just ridiculous. So, my six-year-old son is obsessed with gems and jewelry. Acquaintances, charmed by his, building, or his budding interest in geology, mailed him some stones. The stones in question are two lumps of coal and some rocks they gathered from Mount Rushmore. Am I alone in thinking this is a bizarre present for a kid? The coal, unfortunately, is very shiny, which mean my, which means my son loves it. It is currently sitting on top of his dresser. I find the lump of coal unpleasant. Also, the kids like to play with them and bits break off, and I find having scraps of coal lying around on the floor not only messy, but disturbing. I've read that coal can, probably under different conditions than our house, self-combust. It is also depending on the purity of the coal, slightly radioactive. I have no idea what kind of coal it is, and I realize these are not big issues and that it is not likely to catch on fire and make us sick. They are, though, big lumps of coal. Whenever I think about dealing with them, I come back to the weirdness of us having them in the first place. I should mention that in a loose doomsday type way, my son understands the role of coal in climate change and he is very sensitive about having it at all. He seems to feel guilty and wants us to back him up on how pretty the coal is, despite him thinking it is essentially evil. He seems to be conflicted. We are all conflicted. Please help.
0: Okay, I think they're making a lot of assumptions about what this kid feels about the coal. <laughs> That's crazy. How old is this child? Six. Six. No, that's not true. That's bullshit, Six. for sure. This six-year-old kid is aware of climate change and feels guilty about having coal? Yeah, so so
2: because he's he feels so guilty and is so aware, he keeps saying, they're pretty,
0: right? Right? Yeah, I don't think that's the way it works. Yeah. I
1: would definitely feel okay about taking it and just saying, like, sorry, honey, it's really dirty. We have to keep the house clean. Like, we work hard to keep the house clean. You know, we'll find you another even cooler shiny mineral.
0: Yeah, or maybe, like, because I can kind of understand to a certain extent, like, because i I'm pretty much forbidden Play-Doh in the house at this point because that shit gets into the carpet and it's terrible and really difficult to get out. Yeah. So Play-Doh is pretty much not allowed in the house anymore unless we can, like, designate a spot for my kids to, like, play with Play-Doh. On the uh, tile. <laughs> on the tile. But even that can be a pain in the ass. So, yeah, there's certain things that just, like, yeah, it's, it's, it makes a mess and it's terrible. And we're not even, like, the cleanest of people, but, like, this is, like, fucking awful. What's, like, I forgot, their grandpa got them some kind of, like, these, like, rocks that stick together, and you can, like, mold them with, like, a thing and and make stuff out of, like, this rock sand. Uh And it sticks together, and it got on on the tile floor, and we'd step on it, and it would leave, like, a kind of, like, a... Like a splash on the on the on the tile, and they would get on our shoes, and it was just all over the place. It was super difficult to get rid of. So yeah, I can understand that aspect of it. I also understand the aspect of like your kid is really into something; you should foster that interest instead of trying to be like, "Oh, this looks ugly, so I don't want you to yeah. participate." Yeah, in but it. that
2: would seem like the least of her concerns. Her one concern was she read that they can self combust. It sounds like or she's they're making radioactive. Excuses. Yeah. yeah, she's. A little bit crazy. <laughs> it could li- you. She could just say, "This is your outside toy." Yeah. And
1: that's that. I Did guess you- depending on how little they are too. I mean, you said he's six years old, but I feel like I don't know. He was trying to like eat it or something. I'd be like, "Yeah, we're not doing that. You're not gonna have this toy." I don't think it's that weird of a gift. It's kind of a thoughtful gift. Yeah. It's yeah. Weird, but. It's thoughtful.
0: Yeah, but kids are weird sometimes.
2: If you know that the kid is into that, it's not a weird gift. And she's like, even though he knows it's evil, evil. <laughs> My God! Own propaganda.
0: Yeah, he's he's not it, burning it for fuel. He just has it as a collection. Yeah,
2: it's so crazy. That's
0: so funny. Did you, did you ever have anything like that as a kid that your parents like wouldn't let you have, but where you were really passionate about? Um,
2: I remember. <laughs> I remember <laughs> this is I remember playing Hungry Hungry Hippos by myself when I was a kid. Do you remember it, that game?
1: I don't think I ever really played it. Okay,
2: so it's a game where there's a bunch of like little balls and then there are like four different hippos and you press a thing that makes the hippo's mouth open and whoever eats the most balls win. And I was playing it by myself and it's loud so it's just like making all these like chomping noises against plastic and I remember playing that in my room by myself for a long time and then my dad coming up and being like, shut up and like he would not <laughs> let me play that game in the house. Uh, I can relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think there was anything necessarily messy that I played with that they told me.
0: To what about not. anything just like weird that you had curiosity about? But they were like, no, you can't have that, or you can't watch this, you can't we can't buy you Ooh, this my thing my parents
1: wouldn't let us watch power rangers because oh they said it was too God. violent however i'd be heartbroken we would watch terminator as a family oh, uh. terminator's <laughs> awesome. yeah terminator's rad but like i can't watch power rangers but we would watch terminator 2 and in and, and terminator 1 when he like pops his eyeball into the sink like yeah. how is that okay yeah
0: i mean yeah I, I, I put on terminator 2 for my kids since they were like very young <laughs> like they've been watching that movie since they were like two probably oh so big big on terminator 2 in the household <laughs> But, yeah, my mom had a weird thing, too, where she used to put on all these, like, soap operas. Well, not for us, but she would watch them, and me and my brother didn't have anything else to do, so we'd watch them along with her. And they would always cover our eyes when, like, somebody would kiss. Like, they didn't want to see us, see people kissing. They didn't want us to see people kissing. But, like, in early, like at least in the 90s, every soap opera had somebody almost get raped.
1: Oh, my God. In every...
0: Because they, ha- they have, like... They do different... Instead of, like, seasons, they just do one soap opera that lasts a couple months, and then it ends, and then they have a new soap opera. So dozens of soap operas where someone almost gets raped, but Did they you- would always cover our eyes when somebody was kissing. Did you watch <laughs> All My Children? No, these are Mexican soap operas. Oh, yeah. Okay. These are novelas, yeah. Because I
2: watched all my children growing up, but I don't remember Those anybody. Took place after no, the rape. this is uh Yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't know, maybe yes. maybe this was there yeah. Mexico's a little behind. Maybe the rape all happened in like the eighties or seventies, but yeah. there's a lot of uh either rape or almost rape happening in Mexican soap operas in the nineties for sure.
2: Adios mío. <laughs> Um, I do remember my parents were not of tight or strict at all. And, like, I could watch R-rated movies and stuff. But for whatever reason, I remember I used to watch South Park. I don't know how old I was. But then my parents were like, you cannot watch South Park. Oh, okay. And that was the one the one thing. But I watched so many other things that were worse probably. But I don't we know. if you feel depressed. We
1: weren't watch Frasier, or Friends or... The Simpsons. I remember that we couldn't watch The Simpsons. Yeah, I thought
2: you were gonna say Frasier, and I was like, good. (laughs) (laughs) No, Frasier's my favorite show. Really? I just don't like Kelsey Grammer, so. Well,
0: Brittany likes Roseanne, so don't worry about it. Roseanne (laughs) is my
2: favorite show of all time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Whose turn is it? Uh, Oh, yours. It's my turn. Okay. Okay, so. Um, this one says uh, I am a woman of color who is married to a white dude most of our married life we lived with his mom at first it was because we were both students and he has two kids from a previous marriage and it was nice to have a big house to live in now she lives with us because he wants to take care of his mom in her old age I'm grateful for all the help we have received and the fact that the kids have a grandparent around who loves them lately I'm finding out living with her is a real burden not because of her age but because of her ideas i didn't used to say anything but now i let my mouth run the other day we had an argument because people in a small canadian city were protesting all the refugees who were illegal entering canada from the u.s i looked it up a little later they weren't protesting at all they were wondering about the tents pitched up by federal government and wanted to know what they could do to help but during the argument i called um, the city racist if they were protesting uh, the mostly Haitian refugees. She started defending the city and say that they were not racist for, wanting, uh, for not wanting people cluttering up the area. Apparently, during the argument, I called her a racist. I don't remember calling her that, but it is racist uh, from every other conversation I've had with her. Two days later, she asked me never, 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 ever to call her a racist. I can call her intolerant or a bigot, but never a racist. I told her that... She needs to find out what racism is. She said that she knows what racism is because she lived longer than I have. I, of course, said that I know better what racism is because I experienced it every day and that being labeled racist is uh, not worse than being affected by racism. Uh, Back and forth and back and forth, she doesn't want to be called a racist in her own home, uh, a home we partially own, and and couldn't I just respect that? If she were really racist, how could I... Uh, How could she live with me all these years? We're thinking of moving to a different town and she will be moving with us I want to have a peaceful house, but I want to be able to call a spade a spade Uh, My mother-in-law is completely unaware of her white privilege She doesn't realize that she actually holds power to affect the lives of people of color by voting for a bigot even though even just for economic reasons I have half-white children or half-white Muslim children who will be Uh, experiencing racism soon. I need to teach them about what they will face uh, and they will eventually realize that their grandmother is racist. This isn't a Thanksgiving dinner where I can argue with her and leave. This is my home. How do I keep peace in a home and call out racism as soon as I see it?
2: That's tough. It's interesting to me how people think like, oh, how could I be racist if I let you live here? Like People think that you have to hate something to be racist and that's not... You can be be okay with black people and still be racist yeah um yeah i don't know how you maneuver that situation though
1: (laughs) i mean i maybe like i would guess having the husband talk to her in some way but
2: even he probably doesn't fully understand you know
0: yeah um i would say that it's definitely fine to continue to call out racism for being racist I don't think you need to get stuck on this idea that I need to be able to call her a racist. Yeah, yeah. Well, that it's semantic. that part unnecessary. You can still call her out for racist behavior, but it doesn't need to. This doesn't need to be the the cross that you die on to be like I need to call her a racist. What's the difference
2: between? Uh, okay, intolerant. Yes, is maybe a little less severe. But what's the difference between being like you're? You can call me a bigot, but don't call me racist. That's weird. I guess that
0: some people, racist, has uh, like a certain connotation that, that they you don't suck. like. <laughs> I guess I don't know, and maybe bigot and other things don't have as much of that. I'm not sure.
1: I think maybe just like asking her more, asking the mother more about why she feels the way she does, and then trying not to have a heated argument and just really understand each side of the story but it's so hard to not be emotionally involved like especially if you are very different people but I think that's probably the biggest thing is trying to like keep your emotions cool and really listen to the other side and not just think about like what are my feelings in this situation
0: yeah and I I think it's completely fair to like continue to, to call stuff out when it needs to be but as far as the children go you can still teach them about racism and all that stuff without having to be like your grandmother's a racist yeah, it seems a little unnecessary because
2: you don't want them to grow up thinking that their grandma thinks there's something wrong with them you know Yeah. well and I wouldn't want to demonize the grandmother
1: either that then a they're going to have yeah. you know preconceived judgments of her and maybe they've never even experienced that from her they've only felt like love and affection from her mm-hmm. and it's just the mom's idea of how her mother-in-law is
2: yeah and you're right I mean explaining to her logically and calmly or asking her why you feel a certain way can shed more light on it than anything else because some people have racist thoughts that they have no idea. Are yeah. racist, so you're just saying that's racist. Somebody's gonna be like, no, it's not. But if you say, why do you think that? And they explain it to you, and you're like, that is what is racist about that. Yeah. Or maybe not even using that word, because for the mother-in-law, that word is, a, is a, tr- a hot button. Yeah. and
1: so finding another another word or another label for it to to understand like why she feels that certain way, or like calling her a bigot or whatever <laughs> she
0: prefers to be called. Yeah. You're an R word. <laughs> yeah, I guess that, yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, is there a way to like indirectly call her a racist by just saying this particular thing is racist? Maybe, I don't know. It seem, But it seems like there's definitely ways to have this discussion without feeling like I need to be able to call this person a racist or I'll die, basically. It just yeah. seems like.
1: Yeah, maybe they're both just being really stubborn.
0: So there's a little stubbornness happening on both sides. But I can understand, like the whole like, man, I want to make sure your kids know about racism, especially like they said, this is like, uh, these are gonna be like Muslim kids of color, so that's
2: yeah, so in Canada. But I, yeah. I is it in Canada? Yes.
0: Oh, they'll be fine.
2: <laughs> but, but I get what she's saying, where she's telling the mother-in-law, like I know more about racism than you do because I experience it. So it's like when you tell, when you're talking to a guy about sexism, and they're telling you something's not sexist, and you're like, do you, like. you can't tell me what's sexist and what's not because you're not the person who experiences that so
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense to me
2: yeah
0: right is that it? Uh, (laughs) yeah I think that's it for that one I don't think we've gotten a Canadian question before no she said
1: something about voting for so and so so maybe they're like on the border of Canada (laughs) maybe they're in Washington somewhere (laughs) very
0: north Washington maybe there's a bigot that they voted for in Canada. Who's over there right now? I don't know. Are they prime ministers <laughs> over there? I, I, yeah, I think so.
1: I, I feel like I can see his face, but I don't remember what his name is.
0: I know, and everybody's always talking about how, how he's hot and stuff, but I can't think of the name That's right now.
2: funny. Oh, he is.
0: Yeah. You know who, okay, you yeah, know yeah. Person.
2: I can't think of his name either. But I'm going to edit
0: this out because I don't want us to sound dumb. Okay, <laughs> like we but he's know. hot.
2: Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, So about one and a half years ago, my nephew, 24, came out as transgender. His mom would not accept this, and he asked if he could come stay with us for a short time while looking for a job in an apartment. We readily agreed and have always used his proper name and pronouns. Upon his arrival, I was shocked by the person he had become. He refused to look for work. He balked at at helping with basic chores, and he expected to be taken care of financially. We were paying all of his living expenses, including clothing, fuel, and toiletries. He would not eat the food that we prepared and would have a complete meltdown if my husband and I didn't prepare a separate meal for him. After a couple of months of this nonsense, I sat him down to discuss him finding employment in his own place, as per the original agreement. He said that he hadn't looked for work because using his legal name would cause him dysphoria, uh, to beca- or cause his dysphoria to become debilitating. We paid for him to legally change his name and get a new ID. He, beg- he began ignoring me completely. If he was displeased with the meal we had prepared, he would slam cupboards, sigh, and dramatically throw it out. I sat him down and asked what the issue was. Initially, he denied that he was behaving in any way other than how normal, unrelated roommates act towards each other. I pointed out that those roommates also pay rent and contribute to the household upkeep. He lost his temper and started screaming at me. The next day, I tried to approach the situation in a different manner by asking him how he behaved when he lived with his grandma. He claimed that he did not remember. After having a few more questions answered in the same way, I voiced concerns about him having no memories of his first 23 years. He then informed me that as those were years when he was female, he couldn't be expected to remember them. He said that the experience and memory ceased to exist once he realized that he was male. Is this a commonly seen change when a person begins their transition? Due to his behavior, I no longer allow him to to live with us.
0: Totally fair. I mean, I would do the same thing even if it was like my own fucking kids. If they're being pieces of shit, I'd be like, get the fuck out then. What are you doing here? Yeah, (laughs)
1: regardless of your sexuality, like you're an asshole.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah. And it's just so easy for that person to be like, how dare you do this to me because I'm transgender. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they have gone through leaps and bounds to help this person. They paid to get him his ID change. So
0: They did a lot. They did their part. They don't have to feel guilty about it. I think they did everything that they could at this point. I don't know. My mom kicked me out. She kicked out my brother. She kicked out my sister. (laughs) Like I think she's kicked out every member of the family except for maybe my oldest sister because she helps her out so much with like filling out paperwork and paying certain bills and stuff like that so besides that she's kicked out everybody from the house did
2: she kick you out for a reason or was it just like you're 18 you're Um, done
0: part part yeah that might have been part of it but i think part of it was just like i was just like I, i guess maybe just like i was 18 so i was just being a dick i just wanted to like hang out and drink and hang out with my friends and stuff you know and and she was just kind of like "No, nah, i'm sick of it or whatever so yeah. she kicked me out it's fair yeah, it's <laughs> whatever fair. it worked out uh and then i moved back in after i had the kids for a little while and then moved out again she didn't kick me out that time i moved out <laughs> what do you she wouldn't
2: kick her grandchildren out <laughs> yeah what do you think about him saying that he doesn't remember the first 23 years of his life because he was female then that's, that's sounds a mental like,
0: block yeah well i think it's an ex- I, it sounds like bullshit to me for sure, yeah. I don't know. I guess I can't be, I've never experienced that, so I don't know, maybe, maybe there is some validity to that. But it also seems like this person is just kind of like making up excuses for why they yeah. don't want to get their shit together.
2: I'm sure that feeling like you're a different gender and not feeling like yourself does, does cause a lot of disassociation, so you probably have memories that are not quite clear. But not to the extent where you're like, I don't remember what it was like at all to live with my grandma a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I've not ever heard that from a transgender person before. Yeah.
0: I might yeah, I need w- to do some more research. Yeah. I'm definitely yeah. Be
1: curious if that's like actually something that's scientific or like maybe due to like taking hormone drugs yeah. or something like that, like affecting your brain some way or, or if, if that person is just being difficult and choosing not to remember because they don't want to go to that place yeah. where they used to be. And it was like a hurtful place. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, you can definitely block out memories from trauma, but a whole 23 years of your life. I don't know. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. I mean, it, I
0: guess and maybe to be fair, I have a really terrible memory. I don't remember what happened. 23 years. <laughs> You remember that your mom kicked you out of the house? I do remember that. But I remember how we were besides that. I think good, but I also don't remember that well anymore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like the family was really gracious and generous overall. Oh, yeah. and definitely gave him, you know, the time of day to be able to contribute to the household and, like, establish some kind of rules and it sounds like they were just really rude and disrespectful the whole time. So Mm -hmm. I don't feel there should be guilt at all.
2: Yeah, it's always hard to separate like, okay, this person is transgender. So obviously they've had a life of internal and external struggle. And then their parents abandoned them when they told them that that's what they were. And then they had to move in with their aunt and uncle. So obviously there's reasons for their behavior, but it's hard to be like, at what point do we say yes, he's going through a lot so we can accept this. And at what point it is, is it like, yeah, you're going through a lot, but that's not an excuse for you to be this level of dick. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, if there was a line, he already went past that yeah, line. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And I
1: would say, like, if, uh, as soon as you told him that these are the rules of the house and you need to contribute, and if he still was disrespectful and not obeying you at all after that point, I would just be like, okay, bye, the door's that way.
0: Yeah, I feel like that goes like across the board for any relationship with any person Yeah, like I don't think you have to feel like it's like oh yeah we took this person in and they have all these problems and all this stuff but I mean I, I would feel the same way if it was like you were if this question was about their own kid or if this question was about like anybody anybody that you're in a situation like that with it's like yeah, yeah don't continue to that just because you feel bad for them
2: and I think you can logically understand why somebody behaves the way that they do but you don't have to put up with it no yeah and then you can his have, excuse
1: yeah. about saying that other roommates are like this and this is like a typical roommate situation but it sounds like he's never had roommates anyway so yeah how would you even know this is you've only lived with family and taking advantage of them
2: yeah like one even if that were true you're living, you're not in a typical roommate situation. You live with your family. Yeah. And they're
0: letting you stay here. Yeah. I also your never cook out. for my roommates. Yeah. I mean, n- I might have, but like, I like guess, not, not like a regular thing. Yeah. Not like, a, oh, I, you're expected to cook for yeah. me kind of thing. And two
2: people are not complete dicks to their roommates <laughs> for no reason, <laughs> generally.
0: Well, yeah. Sometimes things get a little weird. That's after not a the while.
2: expectation that you <laughs> no, have. No, we try to avoid it. Yeah, yeah. But
0: things get a little weird sometimes with roommates, so. You know. All right. Okay, this one's kind of short but dumb. But I'm curious about what you guys think about it. Uh, So it says, my wife and I had a spirited discussion concerning whether adult children should call their parents by their first names or by their titles, such as mom or dad. I was raised uh, to address elders by their respective titles. And so was my wife, but now she feels it's outdated and no longer applicable. What's your take?
1: The person that wrote it is saying that they want to be called mom, mom or dad? No, they're just saying,
0: what, do you, what is your opinion about calling your parents once you're an adult, calling them by their first names, basically? To
1: me, that would just be weird because I wouldn't all of a sudden start calling my mom and dad Mike and Carol. Like They'd always be mom and dad. Like I would, It would just be weird to yeah. me. I, I don't
2: know I don't see how that's outdated I I don't know do your kids call you David I could see you I could see you doing <laughs> that's that so mom- no they
0: don't call me that <laughs> very
2: Atticus Finch I mean I think that's something that you have to kind of if that's what you want to do then that has to be the rapport that you have since they're a little kid because that's not something that once you're a certain age you're like oh I'm your equal like that's still your parents raised you
0: I guess it depends on the relationship that you have with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm still around my mom all the time, so I'm not just going to, like, switch from one to the other. I don't know what would have to happen for that to be the case. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, I guess it would have to be a thing you start when you're young.
2: And I understand the whole you can call me by my first name because I don't own you and I'm not above you and we're, like, you know, that sort of thing. But if you were not raised that way, then once you turn 18 and you're like hi Debbie it's like it's yeah. rude or it seems <laughs> disrespectful yeah
1: it just seems like it would be really out- like if I guess if I were a parent and someone just started calling me Erica instead of mom I would just be like this is I'm, this is weird like I'm mom still <laughs>
0: Would you, though, like, would you put a stop to it if that was the situation that you were in?
1: I feel like I would, but I also don't plan on having kids, so Ah,
0: I don't know. Same.
1: (laughs) 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 But I think it's, like, I guess it kind of is related to, like, if you got married and, like, that person's parents are not your parents, so you called them, like, Debbie and Jack or whatever, opposed to... Because I wouldn't call my future spouses parents mom and dad no i think that's very odd yeah
0: yeah i don't know what to call my in-laws and it's really fucking weird i I would just call them
2: my names yeah
0: it's uh, but that feels weird to me too for some reason i don't don't refer to them (laughs) that's what i do i just don't refer to them most of the time yeah
2: i might mr zafra mrs zafra (laughs) (laughs) i might let my kid call me Brittany because then there would be a level of separation between us (laughs) Or if it was like a
1: stepchild or something like that, then I'd be like, yeah, you can call me Erica.
2: I'd be like, call me Miss Lady.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess I understand the whole (laughs) idea of like, this is a thing that we just do for no real reason at all. Like there's not a really good reason why you need to call your parents mom and dad. It's just a thing that we do. So I understand like, yeah, I guess maybe technically there's not like anything wrong with doing that. But to switch over is a little difficult and kind of weird.
1: Yeah, maybe it's an American thing. Like maybe in other countries people do that normally.
0: Yeah, and uh, even like what you call like the version of mom and dad that you call your parents depends on like kinda like what you grew up with and stuff like that. Right. So that I mean
2: I like, guess it is like what is disrespectful about calling their parents your parents by their name. But I yeah, I just think it's the switching thing that is
0: Yeah, this late in the game, it's like come on, yeah. you've invested some time into yeah. into calling them this
2: I remember
1: my dad um, when he would like yell at my brothers he would have like if they had to do something they would say yes sir though so they wouldn't be like yes dad they would say yes sir
0: oh did you have to do that
1: I uh, yeah I guess I did too Okay. But I remember it for them more. (laughs) That was the perfect child, of course.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe they didn't know the real you. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Was (laughs) your dad in the military? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, my dad was in the military, but he never made me call him sir. I always found that that would be, I I don't know, odd. I I think
1: so. I mean, I definitely remember it happening like at least a few times.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My dad wasn't a normal military guy. He was, I mean, he still wakes up at like 5 AM. So that's carried over, but he wasn't like super clean and meticulous and like, make your bed this way. Um, And he would watch like, he watches like the movies, like step up over and over and over and like musicals and shit. (laughs) So he's not like a normal military guy, but musicals are cool. Yeah, no, he <laughs> he fucking loves a man. He's watched Incredibles probably like thirty times. <laughs> the
0: second one too, or just the first one?
2: I don't know. I've I've never seen the Incredibles, but what? I have come in so many times while he's watching Incredibles. Incredibles
0: is great. You should. I know it, it is. I've heard it. Movie. I've heard
2: that it's great. But yeah.
0: The second one is on Netflix right now. So
2: my boyfriend watched it the other day and he was like, you've
0: never so seen Incredibles. Good. What the
2: hell are you, you yeah, still haven't seen I it? Like Pixar. No. So I don't know why I haven't.
0: Incredibles is great.
2: Yeah. Okay. Definitely like
0: top tier superhero movies. And I'm a big superhero fan of superhero movies. Superhero
2: movies? Yeah. Or uh, just Pixar movies.
0: Superhero movies. What? Pixar movies top, uh, high up there too. But superhero movies like, I mean, I would the, the action scenes from Incredibles 2, I'd put on the same level as like some of the best action movies that you've seen. Wow. like just in general what's
2: your favorite action movie
0: <laughs> I mean I love Terminator 2 that's one of my favorite action <laughs> movies I love uh,
2: imagine an animated
0: yeah I mean they're, they're able to do certain things better I mean I guess CGI so there's yeah, some technical animated, animation yeah. in Terminator 2 fuck um, I don't know there's a lot of action movies that like I can't think of that many right now but <laughs> I'd have to look up a list of action movies to be able to answer this question better but what? do you have an update on, um, on that guy no, not yet. Damn it. I was hoping you would have an update while I I know. I feel updated. like I'm going to be
2: lying in bed later, and you two aren't going to be here. And then <laughs> he's going to be like, what's up? And I'm going to be like, oh, God, no. But I'll still ask him. I'll or he'll
1: just send you a picture of it, and he'll be like, oh, is this what you
2: meant? Oh, that'd be cool. Then we could upload it as the picture for our post. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that'd be super cool. <laughs> uh, so I looked up action movies on Google, and like, the first like 10 or more or it's all superhero like movies it's Batman it's I, also yeah but okay but here's like okay so maybe a little lower on the list like Mad Max Fury Road was fucking amazing yeah Those are Kill Bill that's one of my favorite action movies I've never movies seen for Kill sure. Bill Kill Bill is fucking amazing I love that movie uh, The Matrix is great Matrix holds up it's a good movie any
1: Bruce Willis movie
0: oh Die Hard oh I fucking <laughs> love Die Hard are you kidding me that's a great action movie right there uh, Born Identity is pretty good. are all better. Uh, those
1: like James Bond. Those oh, there really good it is.
0: Die Hard, movies. Terminator, Terminator 2. Terminator better 2 than is way better. The Incredibles,
2: better. all of these?
0: I'm just saying, like, some of the action scenes from there are, like, equally impressive and, like, it'll put you on the edge of your seat for sure. Okay. They're great.
2: I would like to watch it. Check it out. Okay. All right. <laughs> um... What should I do if my boyfriend said he will commit suicide if I leave him?
0: Oh my God, break up with him. <laughs> <laughs> Shit.
2: <laughs> what if you really think that he will? Let's take it more a little seriously.
1: I would definitely want to refer to some kind of counseling of some kind or like maybe go to couples counseling with him.
0: You can't, you can't let a person like that hold you hostage. I feel like this happens very frequently and yes. I've talked to a lot of people where that's a situation where they're with a guy who's like either abusive or whatever, the relationship is either shitty or straight up abusive. And they're like, oh, I'm gonna kill myself if you break up with me. I just, you just can't. My
2: first thought is I would be scared for my life because i feel like guys like that if you break up with them snap and they're like if i can't have you nobody can yeah
0: they'll do thing. like a, they'll either do a homicide or a, like a like a suicide homicide situation yeah you so hear that so often i
2: might stay with him forever <laughs> i
1: definitely feel like i've been in relationships where i was like i was in this relationship for way too long and i came to a point where i was like that's never going to happen again so i i think if you let it get to that point that's a huge problem for one but getting out of it like you just have to my life is about me like what about number
2: one like I need to get out of here
1: and take care of myself
2: yeah I think that's something you have to end as soon as possible I would tell all of his family I would tell all of his friends and I would be like this is what this guy is saying Mm -hmm. please it's your it's on you now and then just yeah disappear off the face of the earth from him. yeah
0: I mean, you are running a risk that they will end up killing themselves and then you'll feel really terrible about that. Yes. But the alternative is you stay in this relationship and put yourself in danger with a person that is kind of like mentally unstable.
2: And if he kills himself, it's not because of
0: you. No. Yeah. Definitely not. He would have killed himself eventually, probably. Uh, Maybe for a different reason or maybe for a different girl. Yeah. Maybe something. Yeah. There's all these different hypotheticals that you can't risk continuing to be in a and relationship like, with this person
2: isn't it nice that somebody loves you that much oh my
0: god <laughs> <laughs> and that's definitely got to be some form of abuse to threaten to kill yourself oh for. yeah 100 yeah. it's a men- it's mental and emotional abuse for yeah, sure yeah it's awful yeah so definitely would not advise i would say break up with him and follow your advice which is to tell the family of that situation so that way you can escape with some sort of safety net because yeah.
2: maybe hire if you have some money maybe
0: hire a bodyguard for a little bit restraining order all that stuff restraining orders usually don't work but yeah. yeah
1: unless yeah. you just dream of the relationship where you just can't live without the other person and that was your dream relationship the entire time maybe it was yeah, maybe you
0: love you love each other so much star-crossed the time. lovers yeah some right. romeo and Juliet shit right yeah. there <laughs> i mean bodyguards are expensive so that could be kind of difficult you might just have to start dating someone immediately that's, like, very big. Very or buff. Nebraska. Yeah. Very buff, very intimidating.
2: Take a self-defense class. I will do that. Right. Oh, but didn't you say, oh, you? Oh, David <laughs> speaks out against no, self-defense classes. Not, I feel he like he my says, opinion, okay, He no. says they are not effective. And when are you ever going to actually be able to do this move and that move?
0: That's not, okay. I feel like my opinion about defense classes might have been, like, slightly... Not Well, maybe not like misinterpreted because I don't know how people are going to interpret what I said. But maybe I wasn't good in communicating what I actually thought. Okay. I was more responding into like a lot of videos that I see people post on Facebook where like women should learn these moves. And I've seen the moves and been like that would never fucking work. Taking a self-defense class like a legit one might be a different situation. I don't know.
2: I think that you don't want women to take self-defense classes so you can attack women. Oh, my God. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's such a gigantic. Human.
0: Definitely not the case. But I would encourage. I'll tell you. David, he does jujitsu, <laughs> so it
2: doesn't matter. And it. I would
0: encourage women to also do either like jujitsu or some other martial arts that actually works really well and has been tested, and that you spar during. Because or have your mace out at all. It's times. not. It's not enough to just or take one class. All, and all women should make their own shanks. Women
2: are very good at crafting. Yeah, sure. So. <laughs>
0: Also, one class I just don't think is going to give you the memory and the, like, skills to actually learn how to properly do a move. Yeah, Especially in a
2: panic cool. situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: But, you know, like I said, like, some of the moves I saw in that BuzzFeed video that were circulating, I'm like, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's all I'm saying. All <laughs> Definitely right. take, a take, okay. take a self-defense class.
2: Waste your money if you want. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't like that you're taking my opinion out of context and trying to say that. I mean, I it's
2: up to... don't
0: want women to pe- protect themselves.
2: What?
0: <laughs> yeah, take a, take a Krav Maga class or whatever. Do all that <laughs> shit. I don't know. It's fine. It's good stuff right there.
2: Yeah. It's, it's your turn. <laughs> Is it my turn? Sorry. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, okay, so this, this one says, uh, I cheated with someone who was also cheating on his partner. I left my partner, he stayed with his. I went to great lengths to change my life for him, he did not. I got worn out by the weight, four years, and couldn't take the relationship pain. Six months ago, I ended the relationship. I'm in therapy, which has helped me. I'm trying to learn how to love myself again. I do not contact this person anymore. I avoid seeing him. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed by thoughts of him, especially if we run into each other, we work in the same place. When this happens, I instantly feel uncomfortable and want to flee. The hurt feelings can be paralyzing. It can take days to recover. I believe I'm doing the right thing by keeping my distance, but how much longer do I have to cope with the after feelings? Or is this just part of the healing process? Uh, The only person uh, I talk to is my therapist and nobody else. I have uh, no trusted friends. I want to get my self-worth and self-respect back. I'm trying to take responsibility for my behavior. Can you give some insight?
1: I would say quit that job, for one, get out of that environment, how are you going to get over someone if you see them all the time? It's fair. Out
2: of sight, out of mind.
0: Yeah. But also, I thought it was interesting that they said that they have no trusted friends. Yeah.
2: I know. That's what I thought. They should go, they should join activities where they make friends because it seems like they have nothing else to focus on except for this guy. So even just having a hobby in general would probably help immensely with that. And I
1: think sharing that um, vulnerability with other people would help in your improvement and betterment anyway. So like even if we weren't really close, and I told you like, hey, this crazy thing just happened to me, like it might make me feel better just by opening up to another person. Yeah. If you've only ever told your
2: therapist. Yeah, your therapist is not your friend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, your therapist is basically a wall. That listens to you and nods back and says, oh, what do you think about that? <laughs>
0: You're not yeah, selling therapy also, very well right now. I but. like therapy, but <laughs> I mean, they're not your buddy. Yeah, like, no.
1: Did it say how long they had been going to therapy?
0: Um, I don't think it specified that, no.
1: Because I think that's another thing. I mean, I go to therapy too. And I think that you have to kind of tell your therapist what you want. Like, I had, I've had a few therapists where... I didn't feel like I was making any progress, and then ultimately I was like, you know what? I really need some exercises and homework and like stuff to work on, and that's kind of like how I ultimately got over some things. And and I feel like you kind of have to like ask for what you want.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, definitely having. I feel like there's like a couple of little hints about this person's problem, which is they don't have friends, which means that they put relationships above their friendships, right. which happens a lot and in, and. In, in, so they put this they put this value on a relationship so high that they broke up with their significant other, didn't have any friends in the process, and now they're kind of like left without anything, just like in just like wading in deep water I- with nothing to help them out.
2: I will say that I'm impressed because of that, that they were even able to end the relationship at all. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because most people, even if they do have friends in a situation like that, are so dependent on it and manipulated by the situation that they feel like they can't leave or don't want to leave or depend on it. So the fact that she was able to even draw that line and be like, we're not talking anymore and I'm done is really impressive. Um, But yeah, I think she should quit that job. Yeah, that would be so
1: painful to work with that person.
2: And like part of me is like, uh, she shouldn't, maybe it's a really great career and a really great job and she shouldn't end all of that because of him. But if it is like really that detrimental to your mental health, it's just not worth it. Ugh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: But also like, I think if you, let's say you're in that same situation and your life suddenly gets really fucking good. And that person's gonna have to see you come into work all happy every day and like fucking, you know, owning your life and stuff. And then maybe that'll reverse the rules a little bit.
2: And and how do you know maybe he sees you every day and is bummed and upset also.
0: That's Would, a good point also. I, it's so hard to tell how somebody is actually doing. Yeah. By like just coming into work and being like, "Oh, look how how great they're doing." They're just yeah. keeping
2: up appearances. Yeah.
0: I'm great at that. I
2: need your guys' advice. <gasps> okay. Because he's probably going to write me back when we're not together, like we said. So how should I phrase the question? How
1: did you... What did you say I said, initially? hey,
2: can I ask you a question? So I imagine he's going to say, yeah, what's up? Mm. And then do I say... <laughs> um, Say, so,
0: yeah. Say I, the, I had this experience with you when I was younger, and I always wanted to know: Do you have two pee holes?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just, see, yeah. It's really
2: weird, but he's not your friend. You don't really anyway. No, like care no, I It wouldn't matter if he never wrote you back. Careless, I actually think he's very weird. So I'm going to say, when we had sex ten years ago, I always wanted to ask you at the time, but you I was the but I was 19,
0: and how I was how
1: many urethras do you have? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's probably. <laughs> be,
1: don't even fluff it at all. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yo, what's uh How many urethras do you have?
2: No, I'm gonna be like, how many dick hole you got? <laughs> how many dick hole you got?
0: <laughs> that's why there's two very different approaches to go about. I like both of them, honestly, about the same. So it's tough to to pick a to pick one. And then option. I'm gonna
2: ask about. How it works? Like, I don't remember if he. You want to know more details. Pee? I don't remember if he came out of both. I don't know if they're both working. Do you cross the streams? Yeah, I don't know. It's
0: so hard. That's. I mean, I'm curious is, about all these things as is, well. Now. If Why? for He's,
2: ejaculation is one for urine, right? I think. Okay, if he tells me that he has one dick hole. I'm going to lose my mind.
0: Oh, man. I hope he only has I, one I know there's no way. And he sends you a picture really and there's like one hole, and then it's like you... How crazy would you feel? I would feel
2: incredibly <laughs> crazy because you know how people like are... Like people's memories are not reliant because mm-hmm. you create false memories right. and stuff like that. I... I'm so certain of this, yeah. that if that were not real, that would really kind of fuck me oh, up a little bit. Man. I, I feel like I created a false memory about telling my dad, yes sir. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you seem that, seemed that it? Be, it could be real, I don't know. But, you seem yeah, a little shaky jickle. about yeah, it Yeah, you didn't
0: seem certain about it the way that Brittany is <laughs> I'm certain. I am certain about two, he pee has. Holes. two pee holes. There two pee holes there. Did you look, or you just felt well, it? Well, yeah,
2: it was in my face, dude. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean you in have the to dark? look straight. Like, was this not,
0: before you had glasses? Uh,
2: I don't even need... Oh, this to is, this <laughs> is
0: when you were... Okay, you were going down on him, so like... It was daylight.
2: Like, it was during the daytime. Yeah, I'm but not a still... night-only
0: sex person. Well, I understand that, but even still, I don't think like, I... I'm not just going to like... I'm like, let me investigate what like everything looks like over here no but it
2: was going into in your, your, my mouth it's in your face so, so you i could see it you can't it. see
0: things that are in your mouth
2: no 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 <laughs> as it's, i feel like you can as yeah. it, i don't you know a good look at yeah it. what's confusing what am i working this? with here i'm working with two people I'm the, it's in my hand i'm going towards <laughs> it with my mouth my eyes are on it
0: oh but he was uncircumcised then i'm assuming yes okay okay
2: no he was circumcised circumcised sorry yeah yeah so he, okay. Even if you're uncircumcised, it doesn't cover the head of your dick. It might a little
0: bit, depending no. on the, the, sta- the, stage, the stage that it's in.
2: Oh, well, I think if I'm going to give somebody a head, they're going <laughs> to be hard, David. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, that sounds good then. Um, do you have anything that you want to like plug?
1: I am doing a fundraiser and giant hike soon, so I'm really excited about that. I'm uh, doing a fundraiser for the Make-A-Wish Foundation in San Diego, and then uh, we are hiking 28 miles on the Pacific Crest Trail in one day. I did Whoa. it last year, and it took me like 12 hours, and it was really gnarly, but that's basically my life for the next couple months, is that's just awesome. like hiking every weekend, like tons of miles.
0: Wow, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, do you wanna do you wanna plug uh, your new uh, Instagram? <laughs> yes. So I've created it. Slamming samples. Yes. It's coming.
2: I gotta make a logo.
0: It's gonna be. It's gonna be like Dr. Dre's Detox album. We're gonna be like it's dropping anytime now. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> it's gonna happen. I've just uh, was looking for an apartment. Now I found an apartment. I gotta move into that apartment. So that's taking up a lot of my time. But once I am settled. Especially since I'm going to have Stephanie to go to Costco with me. She's going to be taking pictures.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, so, so slamming samples. Content will be guaranteed. Then. Oh, yeah. Cool. All right. That well, that's going to be the end of this episode then. As usual, if you have any solicited advice, you can send it to unsolicitedadvicepodcast1 at gmail.com. All right. All right. Well, that's it for this episode, guys.
2: Don't overdo anything. <laughs> if wasn't wasn't nigga by the